Hello, welcome to the ACSC podcast. Thank you all for the support on the last episode. If you haven't seen it, it's one of our, I'll say, more entertaining and funnier ones with Caversham United hearing stories about how they signed the GOAT as their marquee player. (laughs) So if you haven't seen it, go check it out over on all the socials. Uh, But back again, you may have noticed there's a bit of sun in the background because we're actually recording you in the day for once, not at night. So it's an eventful one. But I'll pass over to the usual co-host to uh, sort of kick the episode off. Right. Good morning, guys. Um, today we've uh, gone for our episode. We're more local to my home, so we've uh, joined by Eddie Odiambo, our new Northley first team manager. Welcome. Morning, morning. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, it's not for want of trying, though. We've we've tried to get a couple of night sessions now, haven't we? So <laughs> yes, yeah. It's the best way to do, it, I think. Of course. Uh, right, um, so obviously, like we just said before, we started uh, pressing record. <laughs> We're trying to put you on the spot and uh, doing uh, your ultimate six-sider you've played with. Okay, then. Uh, I will start off with... I will go Billy Turley and goal. So I haven't thought about this at all until right now. <laughs> so it's, if I've forgotten anyone or uh, omitted anyone, I, I, you weren't memorable enough, so that's why they're not here. Um, I'll go... Billy Turley in goal, just because he it was ridiculous. He was he was crazy as he was good. Um, he'd literally we love screaming matches throughout the whole game, but he he was he just come and cuddle you straight afterwards. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, he was a a real proper introduction into what non league football was about, basically. Um, yeah, Billy Turley, excellent. And then like I say he was. The, f- the first time I started playing first team with with him, I thought he was about forty then. And then when I played again with him later on, <laughs> he said he was still. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how old he is now, but he he did well. He did well. Um, in uh, is it five five uh, five outfield players or four outfield players? Five. So in defence, I will go. Um, Ad Smith. So I played with him. So I'm only counting first team, and it was my first ever uh, loan. I went to, it was my second loan, actually. My first loan, I went to Chester. And my first loan, then I went to Tamworth, and A.D. Smith took me under his wing, um, looked after me. He was my real introduction into non-league football, but he was a really good guy, um, and I had a good, lot of fun with him. I'd love to see where he is now, actually, and catch up with him, but... Um, uh, yeah, A.D. Smith would go there. Alongside him, I would pick uh, Ronnie Henry, uh, Stevenage legend. Um, and again, all round good guy. Um, and yeah, just a really good guy. Um, trained how he played, moaning, just moaning the whole time. But it was always, well, there was a difference to his moaning, actually. I can't stand people who moan. I can't stand players who moan. But he would, with his information, he'd always, well, he'd only give information. So it'll come, it'll be incessant, but it was yeah. always, it was always information. So if you're playing with him, you were in no two minds about what he expected. And then, and like you say, when you trained with him, it, it was just the same. So Ronnie Henry will go in there alongside A.D. Smith. Um, in midfield, I will go with, I always talk about how good Andy Burgess was. Um he was really, really quality at Oxford for, for a year. Um, 
but I'm not going to choose him. I'm going to pick... Um, going to pick my... Oh, I'm going to pick my mate Danny Rose, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Going to put him in there because, again, uh, I always like playing with players who make you look better. So... I would do his running basically and then give him the ball and then he would go and do something with that wand of a foot left foot he's got. Um, yeah, super player. So I'll put him in there. Um, up, and then I'm just going to go as attacking as I can. So I will put... Um, going to be solid. I'm going to put another mate in. going to put Yemi Odebade in there. Because, um, he, yeah, he's a legend, like you say. He is, honestly, he's just the nicest person in the world um he's and we seem to we followed each other for a few seasons so i he was at oxford i joined oxford i went to stevenage he joined stevenage i went to newport he came to New, newport but uh, we both went to gateshead together so we traveled up together to to sign and uh, it was memorable because going up there um and we got stuck on the m1 and we were meeting the manager in, I don't know if you know the Newcastle Gateshead area, but there's an area called Jesmond. And we were, we were meeting there for some, some supposed to be for lunch. And we didn't get there nine hours it took us to get up there. And we were straight away, we were thinking, what are we doing here? Can't we, do, can't we do this? But we got there. Um, and the manager said, right, we'll sort out contracts, everything tomorrow. You guys just enjoy Newcastle sites. And uh, yeah, by the morning we were like, "Yeah, we'll sign." <laughs> Stay away. It was a good night out. It was a good yeah. night out. Um, but Yemi will go, go in there, and again, he's another player who, when I played with him, he made me better. I made him better, and we had a really good wavelength, and we yeah, we played some really good football together. And then the other striker, I'll finish off another striker. I could have chose uh, so many here, but I'm going to go with. Just ahead of, just ahead of Steve Morrison, I'm going to put John Shaw for now. Thinking John Shaw today, um, <laughs> he was he was brilliant. I, I I loved him because playing with him because he he can make a bad pass a good one <laughs> for starters. So you play you play it up to him. He'd he'd flick it on and run and chase it himself. He'd hold it up. He'd drop in and defend, come back for set pieces. He, at that level. He was the ultimate striker, ultimate striker. So, um, yeah, I'll put I'll put those in. Um, I've gone for good people all over, I think, and Billy Turley. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, all all people who are uh, I enjoyed their company as well. So, and but all people who you, you went a little bit extra for on the pitch because they were yeah good people. It's one of those things. Uh, obviously, within the team, you have got to have a, a good relationship with other team players for you to even advance of within the game as such. I think it helps. Uh, I don't think it's completely necessary. There's um, times where I've been in squads where players weren't mates or didn't associate with each other, don't socialise whatsoever, but they'd they'd run for each other and fight for each other, which is what you need on the pitch. I think so. It just, yeah, those guys, it just helps. That's probably why they're at the front of my thinking because I, <laughs> I still, I'm still in contact with them and, 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 and that's probably why I'm, I'm thinking about them at this moment. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, we'll um, move on to the main point um, of you becoming North Lee manager. 
congratulations. Thank you. Um, I was speaking to uh, Dory last night, and it's one of those things that I never thought about until yesterday. Is uh, even with obviously the standard we're at at North Lee from the board, are you still getting objectives you've got to do for this season and where they want you to be progressing North Lee? Yeah, absolutely, because they're it's an, uh, quite an ambitious club, to be honest. And they've been they've established it's massive. Yeah, they've they've established themselves at this at this level. Um so it's kind of what can you do next to I don't know, really really cement yourself at the level and be competitive at the level now that you're yeah, now that you like I say they've been here a couple of years, can can you be competitive in the top half of the table? Can can you build the can the, the everyone working together the team the club can they build build the club um, reputation even further um, so there yeah there is there is obviously directors because it's it's as well as results so results is obviously the final outcome which everybody outside the club will, will only look at but if you're a supporter a player a staff member, a coach, a board member, a parent of someone in in the in the club uh, from the junior teams through to the first team, then it's more than just results for you. It's a bit more, a bit more layered, a bit more things to consider. Um, so, my role will be to um, improve things which are going on with the first team. And then you've got a whole load of other people do it, helping out with around the club. And that's why Craig's in the role that he's in, because, yeah, he's the busiest man yeah. at the club. <laughs> um, with this, because uh, obviously only when we had our changeover, because we were in division, uh, the South Division, weren't we? So obviously we had long journeys of where we were going. And in that division, we were kind of um, near the playoffs. But when it comes to the last stretch of it, we were just stopping short of it, which it's obviously a lot easier, well, not a lot easier, but obviously with this new division, it's that kind of thing we need to, well, progress with is getting into those playoffs. Surely is obviously main, one of the main targets as well. Yeah, so that's that's probably where I'm, where I'm, what I mean then in terms of where's the next step from establishing yeah. yourself at this level. So we found a level which we're, which we're, which we're in. Um, can you become more competitive? Can you finish towards those top eight places? And that's probably that's probably the next step. Um, and uh, yeah, so to get there, can we show signs that we're improving? Can we be more consistent? Can we travel away and, and get results there? Can we, uh, the dream for the club, the, the club's dream is always, can you have a cup run? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, so little things like that, which are, Indicators to a club progressing the stadium can can there be improvements in the pitch in the changing rooms? You'll know Warren the clubhouse is fantastic <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> and the marquee outside there. Literally, I go there. There's a new gate or new shed up every time I step. I step there. It's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Even the car park. I think no, the car the, park. The, Jesus, the was uh, so much more far back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. The car, the car park. You got to take out new insurance every time you drive down that pathway and but now it's now it's uh even that's improving you got anything charlie 
I took say I see sort of being that side of things and sort of not being a local to the club. Uh, obviously, I believe you were sort of player coach before. What sort of made you make that decision to step up now uh, to become the full-time manager and sort of look to guide the club forward in the future? Everyone I was playing against was quicker than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's, it's, like I say, as I was player coach, it's a, it's a progression. It's, it's quite, quite a natural progression in terms of I've been coaching for a while and you, you do your badges, you do yeah. some, uh, I'm, I'm entrenched in those. Um, and it was, the opportunity was incredible. Like you say, I, so I'd had the shortened season last year to view what the squad had, um, to play in that level and see what type of teams were playing against. Um, so without even knowing it at the time, I was, I was almost going through a recce and, and, and knowing what was, what the expectations were, what the, what the, what the leagues like, what the teams are like, what the, what the people are like. So it all fell quite naturally in the end. Um, and then, um, working with, with, with Lex, who like I say, is, uh, I've known all my life and, we share a lot of the same view. So for us two, it's a really a seamless transition. Um, and we'll, we'll see where it takes us. For me personally, it was like you say, I've, I've been player coaching for a little while now. And upon doing that is you, you realise how much you enthusiasm and yeah. you've, you've got for doing it. Whereas when you're, still playing you think you think oh is it for me is it for me i don't know i'm not i wasn't wasn't too sure it wasn't until yeah. i started coaching and then doing it regularly and then and then seeing the difference i can make from coaching uh which which makes you think right okay i can pursue this and it's not to say that yeah who knows but my reason i started doing badges was like I was seeing mates retire and go into jobs. And I just thought, okay, I never, I want to make sure I'm in the opportunity. I've got the opportunity to make a choice yeah. if that, if that ever comes. So it's, yeah, it was, it was quite, it was, it's been, it's not, it wasn't an overnight decision for me to stop playing and retire. And it wasn't an overnight decision to uh, take this job either. Uh, was it, um, as you'd call it, player coach, I can't be bothered to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. To be <laughs> no, it was. I, you'll see it last season whenever Craig told me I was on the bench, I was fuming. Um, it was. I, I, I always wanted to play. I've always wanted to play, but it's literally that. I feel there's more longevity in myself now through, um, through coaching rather than playing. And yeah, I feel my biggest contribution I can make now is through coaching rather than playing. And I, in all honesty, can't play at the level which I want to play at um, and getting ready to play at the level. So getting, staying as fit as my game was really energetic and athletic, uh, my, my playing style. And if I can't, it's really hard to, to do that the older I get. <laughs> so is there, um, obviously, for, obviously, you've been at some good clubs, to be honest. Uh, was there any uh, you took any inspiration from managing styles from your career of being managed from other clubs? 
Yeah, I think you do that uh, as you go by. You, you, even if you don't realise it, you always pick up uh, a load of things. So most obviously in in sessions, in training sessions, is is, is where you uh, subconsciously pick things up. And I see in the sessions which are planned now is that okay, I've remember doing something similar to this and thinking at the time if I was playing art, oh, I might change this and that. So that's uh, an obvious way uh, where, uh, where I think I've picked things up. And then it's dealing with people is probably the way you pick most things up. You, there's that saying, can't remember word for word, but you remember how people treat you. People, yeah, yeah so um, I think that's uh, that's an important part of it, especially at this level, because it's not a level you're going to be um, losing mates over or anything like that. It's, it is, the social aspect is really, really important. But uh, obviously, you've got to have that mentality to win. And I want people with that mentality who want to compete and win around as well. So it's, um, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, sometimes I surprise myself in how I react as well, because I, mm-hmm. There's, there's situations and, I've, and I I speak to my brothers all the time about it and with Lex and I think um, you might have to rein me in here because I'm about to react in a way that I didn't think I would. So <laughs> they're, they're, so that's why Lex is brilliant for me because he's a he's a foil for me and I'm a foil for him because uh, yeah we got the, those yeah I don't think you change who you are necessarily but who you are comes out even more. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. The other thing I was sort of going to bring up as a little bit is we were talking about with Caversham the other day. Uh, obviously, you're obviously a lot higher league, but obviously with the whole new guidance that came out the other day from the FA, obviously, like you mentioned, the season got caught short last season uh, and it looks like the same. Is there any sort of an update for you guys if you're looking that's going to get any league football this season or is it now being backed off into next year again now? Yeah, so our season's fully curtailed um, for this year and we've just had the guidance in terms of um, having guidance in terms of league structure, so that will the league structure for next season will be known to us in a, a date now in about three weeks' time. Um, so we may be in the same league, we may we may move to play a different region of football, but either ones uh, we're prepared for, and, we, and we'll deal with that it, as it comes. As long as you don't go to Whitney District. <laughs> As long as you don't do that. At least we'll have a load of local derbies then, so that'll be all right. Brilliant. Which is what we do want to keep that. That would be good to keep. So it was it was good last season where we did have Kidlet and Didcot wanted to join the same league. Yeah. That does, um, yeah, helps more local games you can have, the better it is. But um, I'm sure there'll be some changes. So that may that may impact. what How that impacts is us on... Geographically, whether players want to travel to wherever those places are, um, and but equally that may open up the opportunity to get players who are more prepared to travel to those uh, to different areas. So it's yes, yeah, it swings and roundabouts, but that's why signing players as close to North Lee as possible is is great. So you want all the best local players you can get, so then things like that don't become an issue. Yeah, I suppose. When it comes down to transfers, you obviously have a good relationship with Oxford. So is it a lot easier for you to negotiate getting a player in to come to, on loan to uh, to Northley? 
I wouldn't say so yet because that's gonna again that's not it's not a case where I can just go to them and say because obviously this is a standard where players aren't gonna necessarily want to start out at yeah. um uh and probably more firstly more importantly uh, I'll need to have a relationship with people from Oxford to to do that with to with any club you don't want to just go and call the manager up and say, oh, can I make a player off you? <laughs> They're going to want to know their, their players coming to the best place for that player. So it's, yeah, so it's not a case of uh, calling in favours, it's a case of making sure that North Lee is a place where young players can go and get some men's football, which is going to be, and prepare them to go to the level they want to play at. It's all, it's all good, well and good going on loan, but there's no point of going on loan if when you come back to your club you're not ready for the football the standard of football that you want to be at yeah so um and in terms of if if, i don't know uh, i want to get the best players i can the best players we can um so i don't know We'll, we'll actually in terms of relationships with um with different teams and the the players that uh we need and whether whether it's Oxford, Oxford City, any other I played for the local team. So whichever one it is, uh, uh they have to be right all around club player and 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 both clubs in the player. So that's gonna be the most important thing. I was going to bring up something that's a bit different is obviously recently we had a guest called Dylan on the programme and he's sort of uh, he's sort of semi-pro footballer, sort of playing at a sort of similar level to you guys. Uh, but I sort of found it interesting, obviously, playing back in the day when I was younger. The things he's doing at sort of that level now is he's got his own physiotherapist, he's got his own private coach, he's training. It's, I was sort of saying is that he's training as a professional footballer at this level. Um, and sort of seeing the differences, do you think that's sort of going to become a more recurring theme at sort of, I'd say, this level of football to make players become better and up the standard? Yeah, I do in short. Um, you see, I see it now more that players are always pretty much in shape. Um, long, the, long gone are the days where you're just running and players are running in bin bags and all of that <laughs> other stuff. They keep themselves in, in shape. They've all, like you say, so many now they do deploy their own one-to-one yeah. coaching, whether that's for fitness or for technique and, and things like that. Um, that wasn't my style. My style was to go to the to the field with a group of mates and we'll just play football and play keep ball and stuff like that in the summer holidays um, and 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 did it that way. But people, yeah, people are adapting and trying to and trying to think what's best for them. Um, what that, how that helps coaches is that you can start playing, get the footballs out and start playing football as quick as you can in pre-season. Uh, we, for example, we've just been training, say training, we've had the players back in for a month, knowing there's no competitive games, but we've had them in twice a week for a month. And it's like they they haven't been away in terms of their their attitude and their fitness and their, and their physicality. So... That's been that's been really good. Um, yeah, loads of th- things like that help with uh, trying to maintain fitness and injury prevention. 
Um, and like I say, if it if that if that's what they, I, I'm not going to knock it because that's what they're they're investing in no, themselves. I, I found so, it very sort of fascinating because like from yeah, me completely up, different approach. Completely and that's what for me approach. growing up is obviously when I used to do that. Obviously when I was at sort of like schoolboy level of getting into an academy, etc. That was sort of the norm. You never mm. heard of it outside of those levels. Whereas it seems to be such a recurring theme, even at sort of the non-league and the lower league level now. Um, I just think it's really exciting to sort of see for the sport going forward that these standards of football are going to be in there a lot better. You'd, you'd hope so, and you'd think so. Um, biggest change I've since, like, say, when I was a schoolboy, when I first played non-league football, it was old guys. People really are old league and a sprinkling of some good young players. It's completely reverse now, where it's really, really young people, really, really hungry, hungry players. It's not old guys picking up their last pay packet. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It ultimately, it leads to you'll think it leads to a better standard, and you and lead to more players getting league opportunities from non-league football or higher up non uh, non-league football. So, I completely yeah. agree. I think we we have seen a few examples, obviously. Probably the most notable is Jamie Vardy, obviously stepping up now at Leicester, flying. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think, is it Cohen Bramall went to Arsenal That's Arsenal right. a few years ago? So they are now starting to get those opportunities, which is really interesting. Um, and let's talk about, like you mentioned now, obviously pre-season now kicking back in. Has that allowed you to start looking at bringing some of your own tactics and your ideas into the uh, club now? It will do, yeah. Got all, if anything, it's given it... We've got. I've got too much time to think about it because <laughs> having been having been appointed uh, now and not starting, it'll be about five six months before my first competitive game. So it's yeah, there's all types of uh, ideas and thoughts and everything. So it, just really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. I'll have a really long unbeaten run. That's the good thing. <laughs> So sort of looking ahead in the future, um, obviously going into sort of taking the first steps into coaching, where would you sort of like to see yourself potentially in five years' time within coaching? Um, uh, well, North Lee in a championship? Is that, are we, how many leagues? How many leagues? No. Uh, what steps you're That's too many leagues. That's about eight leagues away, isn't it? Can't do, can't do that in five years. Um, it will be... a Coaching at the high standard that I can, um, working with the best players I, I, I can at whatever level it is, and uh, don't know, just again, I want it to give me opportunities to. Football has been really good in terms of allowing me to to travel, um, meet different people, uh, be in different environments. So that's what I want. I want to do with, with my work, with my coaching, just give me opportunities to make choices. I don't want to be ever in a position where I think, oh God, I have to do this. I have to take this job. I have to take this role. I just want it to give me uh, all the opportunities I can. And then I can make a, the best decision for, for, for myself, my family and whatever, whatever I'm doing at the time. So do, do I have a, a five-year plan or anything like that? Um, Probably nothing I would share, but <laughs> there's things, there's fun, things, things I would want to do in that time. And managing was one of them. 
was definitely one of them. And I've, I've like I say, that opportunity's come up now. For, this is it's not my first opportunity. It's the first opportunity I've taken. Yeah. And I and so straight away to myself that speaks like, okay, this feels right. Um, I'm big one on on having a gut feeling sometimes and 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 taking that. So that yeah, again, yeah, I've and now was part of my plan, I guess, three years ago or something like that, where I thought, okay, put myself in a position where I'm going to be ready to, to manage if that ever comes. Yeah. And so I've been that, yeah. Uh, so I'm sort of linking it into that. Is there any sort of current managers or upcoming managers you sort of look at and sort of take inspiration from? Because obviously I think sort of similar player roles, obviously Wayne Rooney, now manager at Derby, sort of made that sort of similar transition from a player coach to manager. Mm-hmm. Is there anything sort of like that you look at and inspire to be? Um, someone, <laughs> my again, I was chatting to my brother a, a couple of months ago, and he said, "Oh, when I told him I was taking a job, and he said, oh, in the Premier League, then what manager do you like?'" <laughs> I said at the time, I said, "Oh, Ralph Hasenhutl." They lost nine 0 <laughs> that day. So, <laughs> I had to change that. I had to change that. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I don't know. No, no one specifically because you don't know what they're doing day in day out and it's only the it's only the, you only see the perception they allow you to see um obviously, obviously uh for so for me it'll be yeah being influenced who am i influenced by and there's i've had a, a, a lot of good coaches and a lot of good managers who even the managers not not i haven't had bad managers i've had managers that i didn't agree with what they did but even they had really good ideas and things which I can which I can take from so um that's really important but a lot of the people who I've spoken to about it about management and coaching I said be your own man so that's probably going to be the most important thing that I build my own personality um that I take myself as seriously uh, as the situation needs without being too serious because if you take yourself too seriously the players won't yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and, that you just, and yeah so if I'm going to be my own person I've got to make sure I have good people relationships because I think that's one of my strengths and and yeah be true to myself get people working hard that's good to hear and obviously all the best for the upcoming season uh, I'll have to try and get down to a few games myself. Obviously, being yeah. not too far away, so I have to come down. Uh, anything you want to add, was on that side? Yeah, we we've, we've got to ask it. Playing against Ronaldo, <laughs> 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 I did see the tackle as well. Brilliant. I don't like to talk about it, to be honest. But... <laughs> no, I don't know. That's taken a really strange life of its own because it's it was a uh, it was it was it was good because that was the game. His first game back in England after he did the wink and got Rooney sent yeah. off. Oh, really? So that's uh, so there was that's why it was uh, a big deal at the time, and the fact that he went on to be best player ever, one of, is probably why as well. So it's it's really good. So my day job, I work in a school, and obviously that that comes up quite quite a bit. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a. Uh, it gets it can it can be milked, but I do try and keep a lid on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
think that's it don't, it don't help that I've got a big life size framed photo of it in my garage as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you sort of try and always like link in to sort of like what football club do you support yourself? Um, Oxford. Yeah. Oxford. As a kid, um, my close friends will tell you that I was a Nottingham Forest fan as well. Okay. <laughs> I, I, had, uh, I had this I had this shirt. My dad got me into them. But uh, uh, so those are the, the old, the Brian Boy, Stan Collymore days and Stuart <laughs> Pierce of Nottingham Forest. Um, I, I used to love them. But uh, I've always been Oxford, kept Oxford, Oxford close. And and it's good to see them doing well again now. Yeah, because I had a few good results the last few weekends. I've been to the 6-0 the week before, wasn't it? Yeah, so when, when, will, when will this go out? This will come out on, not, it's obviously Saturday today, so it'll be out on Friday, so. Okay, so I was just seeing whether Oxford will be in the playoffs or not by, by the time this comes out. So. Yeah, okay, so hopefully Oxford will still be in the race for a playoff push, because um, it's, it's real tight, real tight. Um, and yeah, it's just that's even hard to imagine now, Oxford in a championship, so. We've been knocking on around that playoffs even last year. Um, obviously, for me, my second team's obviously Luton because uh, I've got a lot of family ties there. So it's sort of been interesting. I saw compared dynamic is Luton being in the championship doesn't sound right because <laughs> they yeah. haven't got the squad to do it. Um, but if you guys did go up, do you think you'd be able to survive? Well, that's. A, I think they'll have more of a chance now after seeing how Wickham have done in it. So that's probably a bit of a <laughs> probably yeah. a, a bit of a blessing. Luton, Luton is my favourite away ground. Really? Ah, oh, favourite. Love it. I don't think I've lost there, and so I've I've gone there with Oxford. I've gone there with with Stevenage. So both yeah, against yeah. relative. They got fierce. Whatever. Obviously, Stevenage is the local yeah. derby. Um, and Oxford at the time, they were the two big clubs in the in the conference. So I've I've I love going there. Absolutely love it. It's a yeah. it's an absolute hole. But um but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I'll be glad when we do move to the new stadium uh, in a few years' time. But I think like I say, it's a big part of obviously Luton's foundation of the club and the stadium. Um obviously it is literally in the middle of a housing estate. So. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Every you have to get police escort to get into there. Yeah, you have to worry about if you're going to get spat on when you're going into the into the stadium, and then yeah. when you're in the stadium, you're getting abused the whole time. <laughs> and it's always good because the away fans love it as well. So they come. Ah, oh, I've yeah, I've, I've always always loved playing at playing at Luton. Oh, good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so we'll just do a little bit of a roundup. Obviously, the fix will see. Liverpool now out of the Champions League. Uh, Warren. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, who do you think will now win the Champions League this season between the two? Yeah. Uh, who's left? Man City, the Real Madrid, PSG. Real, PSG, and Chelsea. Um, uh, I could see. No, I don't know. I don't know. I could see. I've got to say, bro. You know, Real Madrid, they just know yeah. what they just know what they're doing. It's a hard one, obviously, like you said, everyone you've never ever said Real and start the season. Obviously, uh, had a weird season going up and down. I reckon they'll um, end up they'll end up winning the Spanish league and end up winning Champions League. I reckon they're just like that. I can exactly do my head that. in. Um, I think it, it, the interesting game obviously is oh, everyone's calling it the oil derby or the City and PSG. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have seen that as a final. Uh, to sort of see, and obviously it could be an interesting dynamic that everyone's bringing up that we could potentially have four teams in the final. 
obviously looks like it could be an Arsenal Man United final in the UAE. Yeah, that's boring. I don't like that at all. <laughs> you know, no, no, no chance. I'll have a European game, have European teams. I hate it when I hate it when it's a European final and so say it's at Wembley and an English team's in it. Even that does yeah. my head in. And like, like move it. If an English team's gonna if a country where it's held, if a country's where it's held is gonna play in the final, move it. So it's a European game. Um, obviously, obviously, I think everyone sort of says it is obviously because it two years ago, obviously we had the all English finals. It's everyone was sort of saying the English dominance isn't gonna go away. But obviously last year Bayern Munich absolutely walked the Champions League. But it mm. looks like it could be going back to English dominance again. Yeah, it's not English dominance though, is it? It's the teams. The teams are teams, uh, obviously, but you are seeing a lot of English players start making them. Obviously, Foden yeah. sort of ran the show the other night. Obviously, Bellingham again. It's sort of good to see that the English players are now making a name in Europe. For so long, it's always been like you said, English teams with the foreign. Dominance. Yeah, and they've but, been the added on players and stuff. But yeah. Even you're looking at Bellingham at Germany. He's been a standout player this year for a foreign club and sort of bringing the English name up good. You don't people more people do that it's for, forever. You've we always Premier League always gets these players who aren't at a great standard yeah. playing in the Premier League, and then no English players ever go go abroad. And it's yeah, so hopefully that encourages more people to go and do it. I wish I I wish I played abroad. That's one thing I never did yeah. uh, play abroad. I wish I, I wish I, I um, got an opportunity to do that. Um, so. I look at my brother, he's, he's gone and played around the, around the world, and yeah. around Europe, sorry. Um, and yeah, that was that was one thing I, I wish I did. And yeah, if, if you have, if a player ever got an opportunity, I would advise them, ah, yeah, go, go, go for it. I think Germany's sort of become their second homes for a lot of English players. Obviously, I think Sancho set the trend a few years ago, but you've obviously got a lot of them going out there now. Obviously, we had Reese Nelson go to Hoffenheim last year. You've got Damari Gray, has gone to Leverkusen from Leicester. Ellenham obviously gone to Dortmund as well. I'm trying to think of the um, Ethan Ampadu from Chelsea. Yeah. To You'll see him going to Germany and Holland because you get a bit of a softer landing there in terms like they the language barrier isn't too much yeah. because it's uh, English is so wide spoken in those places. So that's why those places will be and if that's what it takes to so people to encourage more people then then definitely, because you can understand if you're young and you go somewhere where you're not speaking the language, yeah. like you say, it's it's very alien for young English British players to do that. Whereas, I guess the the ones abroad who are coming over to England are a bit more adventurous and can ultimately earn more money by coming here. So that's probably why why that happens more as well. Yeah. Uh, and my final question: England in the Euros this summer, where are we going to finish? Uh, they'll get out of the group easily. Um, I'm going to say the semis, semi-finals. Semi-finals are, are the four. Um, <laughs> While we're at North Lee, that that's it's going to be like Trafalgar Square, that that garden, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think nearly every guest we've had on has said at least the semis. So I think that sort of sets the expectation high for Gareth this summer that he's got to get to the semis or at least bring it home for us. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's got to like I say every game's at home basically, isn't it? I think uh, the way the way the group has folded, uh, yeah, well, I think we've got to go to 
think Glasgow potentially won, and I think if we get to the semis, I think the semis is maybe Azerbaijan. I think that's the furthest okay. we've got to go. Okay, um, but that's all subject to change with the COVID rules um, and sort of things. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, they, they. You look at the Euros. There's probably four countries who are definitely better, and then uh, there's others who are. Uh, better than what we think, from, yeah. like the Poland's, the Croatia's, and stuff like that. They are better than what we than we give them credit for. So it's it, it will be tough, but um, like you say, there's so many players playing at high level now in England and, and good players. So it's, it's, yeah, these two years and now will never really. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, but obviously, thank you very much for coming on, Eddie. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, and like I said, all the best for the upcoming seasons. Uh, I'd like to hopefully eventually see your name in the championship level manager, Premier League manager one day. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll speak in a few months when I'm sacked. And then... <laughs> <laughs> You've got a regular place on the podcast if needed. Brilliant. Call um, me up anytime. <laughs> um, obviously, all the socials will be below. Eddie's socials and obviously will be in the description as well like and subscribe and if you haven't already check out Warren on the gaming page on Facebook he's doing FIFA and Warzone on there regularly and like I said last episode I'll make an appearance every 10 to 15 streams so I'm there when required <laughs> um, but thank you all and we'll see you guys next week